Are you aware of the momentum in your life? In this week's episode of the Nobleman Podcast, we continue our discussion with Danny Huerta and dive into how fathers can transform their homes. I would say that sometimes dads feel inadequate, but man, if you would just put yourself back to the time when you were 15 and how you would have been blessed, how you were hungry and hurting for someone, um, that may give us the motivation to step into that space and be the person that we needed when we were 15 or 16 or 17. That's, that's accurate. I love it. And sometimes even just writing a note is enough. You write a little note, you put it somewhere where they'll see it and you say, Hey, kind of curious, uh, this is what I've seen, or I love you. I believe in you. You know, I'm seeing maybe you, you look a little discouraged to me. One, one thing I love to give dads is a chalk marker. And uh, usually give these out when I'm out uh, on the road speaking or in my counseling practice. And it's, it's, it's a chalk marker that they can bring every day and write truths in the mirror for their, for their kids to see. And wherever their kids are going to look at themselves, put a circle there and write truths about who they are. And, uh, or just a note, I love you, whatever that is, but know that a lot of lies come through the mirror and you're, you're developing relationship in those moments of, of feeling inadequate and you're bringing life into that. And you'll see pretty soon, you'll see some notes come on your mirror from your kids if that chalk marker's out. And what a great interaction to have with your kids. And it can be as simple as that. Sometimes you can just be together and be consistent at maybe a walk or tossing the ball together. And then the conversations begin to flow. And then you, you go deeper, just be patient with it. You don't have to yep. rush right into the deepest question on the planet right off the bat. Just let it flow there and you'll get there And relationship building and taking time is really what's going to get you down the road into those deeper questions. Quality moments come in the, in the multitude of quantity time, right? So we have to spend that time with them. Hey, listen, you used a term earlier, um, shoulder time or side-by-side time. Speak to that for dads, because I think sometimes we have a tendency to go head-to-head in confrontation when something's not going right, when we might be better served to choose a different path to have communication there. Great words, Mike. Yeah, sometimes that it just can feel very threatening, especially if you're a tall, bigger dude. You know, I mean, it's going to be intimidating for a little guy that looks at you and you're just... You're upset. Your emotions are popping out. You may not be aware of how you're coming at uh, your your children. If they if if they sensed it, if they tend to tell you that you're a bit overwhelming or intimidating, one thing you could do is a side by side in the mirror, and all yeah. you're doing oh, wow. is staring at yourself and your teen or your child is staring at themselves, and you're gonna you're gonna solve the issue that way. If your spouse says, "Hey, you always look angry," okay, hey, let's go to the mirror. Let's do side by side conflict, and then look at yourself. And see, oh, are they right? Are they not? How are you regulating yourself? And then uh, as you look in the mirror, you'll either laugh or you'll go, whoa, what's happening there? And then <laughs> you'll learn that, that, that image, that visual, and you'll have to shape it and regulate it so that when you are face-to-face, you, you're, you're bringing that down a bit. You're dialing it down. But the side-by-side, it's a known fact that kids love the walks. You, yeah. you're, you're creating an atmosphere of safety and things are going to be okay type of feel. And you can bring up some tough questions. Hey, you know what? I, I know this is, this is going on and you're, you're just looking out in the distance and your child is, is able to, to take the threat away of you staring at 
your right. child and they're able to just kind of free associate and, and share uh, that one in the car is a good one. Hiking is an amazing one. When you're in God's nature, you can stop in different places, have a snack, have a picnic side by side. You can talk about tough things there. And that can be a new reset way to handle conflict and, and diff more difficult conversations with your family instead of having to sit just, boom, we're going to sit face to face. And yeah. your kids just having their, their stress level go way high and they can't share honestly and it just goes wrong. Uh, you're wanting to set the table for safety and relationship so that you can really go to the deeper thing, which is that sin in us. Mm -hmm. And it's, it, it's, it's your child wrestling and you want to go in there with them to help them be aware of it, aware of it and wrestle down the sin that is so tempting inside of them. And it, one of the things that I think about is I never want to have a terminal conversation with my kids. I never want this I, I never want to get to the end of a conversation and think we are not talking about this anymore. I, I, my goal is always to set up the next conversation with the end of this one. And I think this shoulder to shoulder side by side scenario gives us a better chance of not feeling like we're ending in conflict or confrontation or discomfort, but the door is open to have the next stage of this conversation because man, we may both need to process a little bit about what we just talked about. And then if the door is open for us to come back and go deeper and, and investigate our emotions, our feelings, our responses, we've got to keep the conversation going. It's relentless conversation with our kids. Yeah. And I've seen too often where dads, they're, they're more powerful personality women that they're married to. They're, they tend to be a little bit more peacemaker-ish or, or uh, permissive or passive. And, and they begin to feel a sense of, of not having the voice that they can have with their kids. Yeah. And they tolerate, tolerate, tolerate under the, until they blow up or they just don't enter those important conversations relying on their spouse to do it. This is, uh, that's a tough one. Uh, I've, I've had so many counseling sessions where, a, a, you know, there's been a, a wife that says, hey, I wish my husband would take leadership, would, would guide our families spiritually and right in front of other people, right? Just right. really dress them down there. And here's this guy just standing there going, oh, and he's tolerating. You can tell there's there are emotions just floating everywhere inside of there. And 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 really it's about you as a as as a as a man knowing, man, I have a I have an invitation to step into. I don't need to make my wife happy. I don't need to to be shaped by if she's overpowering, there's an anxiety that's coming there. It's not that she's wanting to control me. She's she's desiring something from me. It means that I have something to give that maybe I'm withholding from the family and and I need to step into this, this invitation, right. what an opportunity. And I want to, I want to open it up today. Today's a new day. And I love uh, John seven thirty eight. It says, whoever believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. Mm -hmm. so if you truly believe in God. And you feel this pressure that, Hey, I'm not doing it well enough in my home. Just step in and say, Hey, I believe in God. I'm going to bring the best that I can. And I'm going to be life-giving as a dad. What is one thing I can do each day to guide my kids towards that thriving faith? At least one thing. And what is one way that I can make the day better for my family and serve them well? But with courage, with bravery, with strength, leaning into anxieties and insecurities that I've got. Because then, then you're creating growth. You're not going towards right. perfection. You're creating growth. And so be encouraged. I hope that's encouraging to you. If you feel that criticism stop and figure out really what's the deeper desire from your wife. And that's for you to bring the full you uh, step yeah. into that invitation 
And there's no perfect way to do that. It's just you being present and, and involved. That's right. Showing up. Let me jump to the next uh, of the three here that you talked about, momentum. So when things are going well, we want to fuel the fire and we want to encourage our kids and affirm them and see what they're doing. But what about when the momentum is going in the wrong direction with our kids or we see things that need course correction and we feel like, man, we have to step into this and we maybe have to establish some of the boundaries that you're talking about. And there's some hard conversations. Um, It's probably easier to talk about maintaining good things than it is doing course corrections when we see things veering off. So what advice do you have for the dad who's encountering maybe a, a, a child is having a lot of conversations about all their friends that are exploring and, and getting comfortable with the gender challenges that we're facing in our culture. How does, how does a dad intercept that momentum and turn it toward the Lord, turn it back toward biblical truth and engage that? That's, that's a tough conversation, I think. And a lot of guys are probably saying, I'm not sure what to do with this. So I'm just going to be quiet and pray. Yeah, Mike, what do we tend to do in sports, right? When we're watching a team where the momentum just not going well, what do we start to say? Hey, call a timeout. Right? Yeah, call, call a timeout. timeout. That's right. You need to call a timeout. It's you just got to reset. To, yeah. yeah, you got to reset. Call timeout. You look at your plays. What are you doing? Uh, and, and many times the momentum shifts after that timeout. That's why we believe so strongly. And, hey, call timeout. It's just not going right. And so as a dad, picture yourself, oh, you know what? I need to call timeout. I got to yeah. figure what's the play. What's really happening? What's the playbook? What do I need to, what, what's, what's those sure plays that I've got? And that's listening, having conversation, uh, stepping in with grace and understanding mm. to your kids. Your, your initial step is, I want to be relational with my kids. Something's happening here. Yeah. And then the next one is, how can I guide with wisdom? And so that's entering prayer. That's yeah. ultimately one. Another one is if I need to go see a counselor because these are big, big issues. Hey, don't be afraid of that. It doesn't mean you're weak or you're so, so you're weird or anything. It just means, okay, this is my. I'm going to the coach. I I gotta I gotta go to the offensive coordinator. I gotta go to defensive coordinator. Whatever. I need to get some some new plays because right now this isn't working, and and we all need to regroup as a family. Uh, I would say that also family meetings for season can be fantastic, hmm. and you can set them up in an amazing way. And that is, you can put you can say, hey guys. For the next two months, we're going to have a once a week family meeting because momentum's just been going in a real weird direction. I'm noticing that we're going to have root beer floats or whatever dessert you're wanting for that particular family meeting. Well, you you get to choose a dessert. We'll start off with floats. And then from there, each one will get to, to pick. And then what you do is you have a specific notebook just for that meeting. And, and you have specific questions. Hey, what's going well for you individually? And you go around the room and one says, hey, I, I've been doing my homework well, or I've been, I've been uh, tennis has got super well. Okay, good. You're writing all those down. And then what's been going well for us as a family? Let's reflect on that. And then boom, you, somebody's writing that down. And uh, usually moms are the ones that love to be the scribes, but whoever, sure. whoever wants to do it, right? And then the next one would be, what is not going well for you? Let's be open as a family. What do you think you're struggling with? And then what's not going well for us as a family? And sometimes you get the more private kids that say, well, I don't want to share what's going you know, wrong with me. Right. But that's all right. Uh, good. So just, just be thinking about that. And as people share, if you feel like you want to share, great. But let's talk about what's not going well for us as a family. Then what do you need from us to make things better in this home? 
What do we what do we need to do different to to improve our home environment, our home culture? How can we be contributors rather than consumers in this home and then in the lives we have around us? How can we be contributors? And you as a, as a dad can begin to give examples. You know, when you serve someone, it's an opportunity for you to grow. If, if you complain about it, it's, it's kind of you're consuming the moment. And so, it's, you know, how can we be better contributors? Uh, and then what do you think I haven't listened to? What, 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 do, what do you think we don't understand? And then you're, you're doing that as a family culture, just having open conversation and then bringing also just your angst there. I, you know, guys, I, we love you tremendously. And, and when we say the momentum's going in the wrong direction, it means it's a destructive momentum, not only to you, but maybe to our family. We want life in this home. That's what we want. We don't want to control anybody. We just want life here and we want you to be life-giving. That's as simple as that. And so how do we get there together as a family for these next two months as we have dessert together? And at the end of those two months, I'd really love to celebrate our victory of shifting momentum in our home. So let's begin to think of what, how we're going to celebrate that. But there's some concerning things here we need to talk through on where momentum's headed. And as a dad, I can't stand to the side and just watch that happen. Because if I'm willing to die for you, it means that I'm willing to step into uncomfortable spots like we're right. in right now to, to shift momentum because I want life for this home. And that's it. And you bring that and your kids see, whoa, okay, this is serious. We need to, we need to really lean into it. And as you're consistent with it, fourth, fifth, sixth week, you're going to see some opening up. So be patient with it. If it doesn't go beautifully the first three weeks, it doesn't mean you failed. Just be patient with it as you unfold it. And in that consistency, you're going to see your kids begin to, to open up and as you're consistent with the dessert and you're talking about the celebrations, anticipation, you're, bring, you're being open and patient in there and bringing life to the conversation, you're going to see some great things unfold. Man, what a gift. I, that uh, whole paradigm is amazing. And the idea, guys hate to feel like they're signing up for something that's never going to end. So the fact that you said you could do this for two months that's a very doable time frame for most guys, even to do something like that that may be completely foreign to them. And so you're not suggesting that this is going on to eternity, but just do it for a season, experience it. And then, you know, the other thing that comes to mind, one of my favorite verses, 1 Corinthians 11, 40, or 1545, thus it is written, the first man, Adam, became a living being. The last Adam became a life-giving spirit. And so you talked about being a life-giving family. And when Jesus is present and his spirit is being lived out and, and we can see dad following Christ, um, we can see mom pursuing her faith journey, we can see the kids wrestling with this, then all of a sudden we begin to have a life-giving home. Life-giving individuals become a life-giving home, a life-giving family, a, a beacon in the community. And... Um, so that's where we want to be. So I love the idea of let's let's hit a pause here. Let's go through a season of focusing on this so that we could get back to the place of being life givers and not consumers of the grace that others might give all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Love that, Mike. Our, our hyper focus here, focus on the family is uh, building life giving families. That's yeah. that's what we, that's what we come in every single day is that's what we're part of building within God's kingdom. We want to come yeah. alongside our parents and spouses to be life-giving in the spheres where they're in and as a family and then outside into their neighborhood and communities. 
what a transformation we can bring this world. And Jesus told us we can do that. If we believe That's in right. him, out yeah. of our heart will flow rivers, not just a little bit, but rivers of living water. That's there fantastic. There you go. Well, let me hit just a few moments this last, uh, the third of these, uh, where you talked about being steadfast was your third word. So you talk about grace and love, I think, and gratitude being the the hallmarks there. And so what does that look like for a home, for a family, for a father, especially to be steadfast in these things? And I know we've covered some of this, but man, some of this, I don't think guys can hear too much about what it, uh, the example that they can set in front of their kids. Yeah. If I were to give a t-shirt to all dads, it'd be a t-shirt that says steadfast because it means you're unwavering, you're unflinching. You, you are immovable in your faith and in your love towards others and your faith, hope, and love. You're immovable. And as a dad coming in, if, if your family has that reassurance that you're steadfast, you're loyal, you're unflinching. You're you're immovable in in the way that you are, not in a stubborn way, right. but in a conviction way out of your love for for a heavenly Father and a, out of your love for your family. It gives a lot of sense of of just safety and and trust, which is so key for anything to grow. Trust is is so so important. And and really, I want to encourage dads to make humility the most important lesson you teach as a foundation mm. to your kids and that you model. Uh, steadfastness is not about pride and I need to be the most powerful. It's about being the most humble in bringing love to the table that is unwavering. It's not dependent on whether you perform well or you love me back. A humble heart says, I, I, I've got free refills with God. I don't need people's affirmation, assurance. I don't need any of that. That's hard in itself. But then coming in and saying, out of that humility, how can I serve others? How can I be that servant person? And that starts with grace and forgiveness. Do I show a sense of understanding towards other people outside of our home? When I'm driving and someone cuts me off or things aren't going well, do I model a humble heart? Do I model a steadfastness in my emotions in who I am as a Christian, as a, as a representative, as a child of God, do I show that imperfections and all? Sometimes we go, ah, you know what, guys, I didn't handle that the best. And, That's right. uh, and, and you acknowledge that. And then you're grateful for salvation, right? You're grateful for forgiveness and you're grateful for resets. And you go, okay, guys, I'm going to try that again. <laughs> yeah. And uh, bringing humor into the steadfastness is so good for connectedness within your home. And dads, you, everyone, all dads bring creativity and their right. own sense of humor. We all bring that. And you can loosen things up in your home. This isn't about demanding perfection from your kids as a dad that we, you know, we need to be uptight and take everything so seriously. It's coming in and saying, all right, I do have imperfections. I need Jesus every single second of the day. And, uh, and, and in that I'm being transformed and, and when I don't get it right, I can say, guys, I'm sorry, or I didn't do this well. I'm, I get a reset. I get to do this again. And then this is a big one. I love to ask my kids, hey, have you guys noticed any blind spots in me? And then mm-hmm. I'll ask my spouse separately as well. Hey, any blind spots that I need to know about? And then I ask people at work, my leadership here at Focus, I'll ask my team, are there any blind spots that I need to be aware of as a leader because I don't want to have those. Right. And only you guys can tell me that. Please be open to tell me that. I won't be mad. I won't be angry. This is actually a gift for me. So please That's right. tell me that so I can be steadfast, not out of blindness, but out of full awareness. And uh, so be open to, to getting feedback, constructive feedback. Here's, here's a scripture I love, all right? Mike, it's uh, Proverbs 15, 
31 to 33. Guys, this is a hard one for us. It says, the ear that listens to life-giving reproof will dwell among the wise. Whoever ignores instruction despises himself, but he who listens to reproof gains intelligence. The fear of the Lord is instruction and wisdom, and humility comes before honor. Man, what a great playbook for us as dads. Are we open to hear life-giving reproof from our friends, from our spouse, from our kids, so that we can step into that grace and forgiveness, bridge what needs to be bridged, and then with gratitude, enter into this role of being a dad. It's not an inconvenience. It's with gratefulness. You go, man, no way. I get to be a dad to some kids. I have a family. And you wake up each morning with that attitude. Things will go really well from that starting point if you start with gratitude because then you're more adaptive to things going imperfectly and you're stepping in with love and it helps you with that invitation momentum steadfastness within those seven traits of effective parenting dads you've got this and you're so super important uh i can't emphasize that one one thing i love to i'll I'll say right here i don't want to miss this is and i do this with my i'll see them uh my kids this saturday I'm going to pause and look him right in the eyes and go, hey, do you know I love you? Do you know that for sure? And they go, yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you sure? Because I want to make sure inside of your soul, I love you no matter what. Just want you to know today. That intensity, they go, oh, dad, all right. Then we hug each other. and, and, And just in that playfulness of love and affection, that alone can be a gift to your kids. Remember that. Huge. And they, and they are, they become hungry for it and they want it. They're looking for it, even though he went through this season where he, he just wanted to shake my hand because he's, he's wrestling with what does it mean to be a man? Does my dad still hug me? And, but now when I get to see him at 20 years old and he's a dad and you know, he, he realized that those hugs are pretty stinking valuable. And so, um, one final thing I'll hit here. Some of the guys who listen to our podcast are older guys, they're empty nesters or their grandmothers. So speak just a moment to how those guys who are in a, a next phase of life could really invest in some younger dads, whether it's their own sons or to be on the lookout at their church or their community for a dad who needs to hear some of the strategies and, and priorities that you've addressed for us here. Yeah. You know, the, what's interesting is every single day is truly brand new. The, the invitation's always open. One thing as a grandpa, if you've, if you've said, man, I completely missed the boat. I missed the train. I, I don't know. I, I didn't have tickets to it. <laughs> I totally missed it. Right? <laughs> you can just say, hey, this is this is your opportunity to, to, to lean in. Uh, there, there's yeah. never, uh, you're too late. Hop on the train. Let's do this. And now you can you can bring the love that you can starting today and write that down somewhere, make it a monument. It's a starting point. And from there, you're bringing life because now you have awareness to it and you, you bring that playbook. If there's a if there's a dad around you that's feeling that sense of shame, make sure you're encouraging them. You say, hey, you, you've got this. It, the, the, your biggest opportunity is right in front of you now. If you right. stay in history that you can't change, you can get stuck there and lost completely and you miss the full train. This is your opportunity to hop on the next exit. You're going to jump on that train and get on there and, uh, and and then begin to be aware of the trains of thought that your your children have and make sure you're stopping at the stations and saying, hey, guys, can can we stop at the train station together? I want to hop in your train of thought, if you don't mind. I'd, I'd love to be more involved. And, and, yeah. and, and just know that initially there may need to be some forgiveness that's asked. There may need to be some repairs, some bridges built. 
have patience with that and, and have some analogies with it. Maybe you draw a bridge or, or you, you, you draw some type of repair thing and you say, guys, I, I want to do this. I yep. want to build a bridge with us because something's broken here. And I, I miss some things, man, I want to redeem that. I know God is, is a God of second chances and last minute. And I'm here to, to do the best I can with what I've got now. And uh, will you forgive me? And asking that, that question, man, that that's a bridge builder right there. And right. then bringing the confidence in, into the Well, mix. and that's the humility that she's talked about, that if, if we're fathering well, then we have to start with the humility of being submitted to our own pride. We, we've got to get our pride out of the way and our shame and huge stuff. Well, thank you so much, Danny. Um, man, very practical. I can't wait to share this with some guys. Where can guys follow up with some of these resources? That, just give us that uh, that website again. Yeah, focusonparenting.com, focusonparenting.com for the assessment, focusonthefamily.com slash seven traits. And then uh, if you need to speak with a counselor, because there's some big things sure. you need to deal with, we have a free uh, free call that you can have with, uh, and that's at 1-800, the letter A in the word family, 1-800-A-FAMILY. I used to serve on that team for 11 years, wonderful conversations with lots of dads wanting to reset, confidential call, and uh, yeah, would love for you to call there if you need to, and uh, you'll get some, some great direction. That's awesome. Well, Danny, thanks so much for being with us. Thanks for the work that you're doing through Focus. And um for even the examples of how you're loving your own kids well, that's beautiful encouragement to many of us. So thanks so much, and God bless you, brother. What an honor. Thanks, Mike, for the invitation. Appreciate it, man. Thank you for joining us on the Noble Man Podcast. We hope that you were blessed and challenged by our conversation with Danny Huerta. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to check out the Noble Warriors website for more resources for fathers. We ask that you share this episode with others, joining us in our mission to see churches equip men and walk with Christ to lead well. God bless you. 